What up, bro? What up, bro? You're listening to 35KY Sports. It's your guy, Murph. It's your boy, Al. The real matter, BBN. And your girl, Jayana. Man, we got a special, special episode today. Man, we got somebody legendary on the line with us, Al. Who, who we got on the line with us? Yes, we do. Uh, let us first start off by welcoming him to the Ville. He's been here for a little while, but uh, this will be his first time on the 35KY Sports Show. But we have the, they call him the Big Man Whisperer, Louisville Assistant Coach, Mr. Mike Pagese. Welcome to the 35KY Sports Show. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. I, I don't know about the legendary part, man, but I, I, I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let us first start by, I know you've been in the city for a little over a year now, but let us uh, first start by welcoming you to the city of Louisville, uh, you know, 3-5-KY Sportsway. So uh, welcome to the Ville, man. How's it been treating you? No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. Uh, Louisville's been great to me. Uh, been great to our entire staff from the first day we have got here. Uh, I'm originally an East Coast guy, man, but I was uh, able to get used to the to the Midwest slash south, you know, this region a little bit, being in Cincinnati and then moving up to, to Louisville this past year, man, it's been it's been an even better experience to be honest. Love the fan base and how passionate people here are about the university and, you know, the city and our basketball team in particular, man. So it's it's been a really a special uh uh change of pace for me and it's great to be here in Louisville. Have you had a chance to have uh Indy's chicken? I have not. Oh, I you got to get some Indies uh, chicken. You know what? I, I got to get out. I know uh, it's a couple spots I'm missing. In fact, I heard uh, we had a, a young kid on campus this weekend, a local kid, and won't go into his name or whatnot, but his folks are from Louisville, and they said I got to try Big Mamas, too. I'm like, yep. Big Mamas? That, that sounds like, you know, something that I would probably, you know, Definitely. be into down there. there about, you know, in like the Broadway. cooking there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, down there by Shiny so, Park. Uh, yeah, so it's a few spots I got to hit. So what, tell me the name of that place again. Indy's Chicken. They got one uh, on Broadway about, what's that about? Yeah, 12th and Broadway. 12th and Broadway. And then there's one okay. out Papalotville uh, Road. So it's a couple spots. It's, it's, it's about three or four in the city. Make sure you get the, the six-piece spicy with the hot sauce. Gotcha, gotcha. And the pink lemonade. And the pink lemonade. Yeah, forget the pink lemonade. And the pink lemonade. Gotta have the pink lemonade. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, no question. No question. I'm looking for some new spots to hit anyway, so I'm, I'll make sure I add that to the list. We got you covered. So kind of let our listeners know your you know, your path that led you here to the University of Louisville, um, just so they can be familiar with who you are. Um, so, you know, I was with Coach Mack at Xavier for the past six years. Um you know, obviously we had a really good run, won a lot of games, and uh, we developed a great rapport, great relationship, both on and off the court. And, you know, obviously once he got the job at Louisville, uh, you know, you're in this business, man, as an assistant coach, you get a little worried about that. You know, when the head coach makes a move, man, you're never sure if you're going to be a part of that that next move. But, uh, you know, Coach Mack let me know right away that he wanted me to come join him. So it was an easy decision for me. Uh, but prior to getting to Xavier, I was actually at my alma mater where I played ball at the University of Delaware for two years as an assistant coach. And I really didn't know Coach Mack, you know, from a man on the moon. Uh, but he had heard some things about me. You know, this this business is, uh, you know, it's a small world. You know, everybody knows everybody. And, uh, you know, prior to that, I actually got in the business uh, as a video coordinator for Shocker Smart in his first year at VCU. So that was kind of my trajectory before then i was an AAU slash high school coach in the washington metropolitan area where i'm from 
All right, now to talk about um, this year's team, could you talk about how the battles uh, between Enoch and the freshman Aiden Agahan has been and also how Aiden has possibly taken up the advantage of Malik's timeout so far? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, we always say iron sharpens iron, and I think uh, for any freshman, one of the best things that you can do is be tangled up with, a, with an upperclassman, with an older guy every day in practice. I think that only makes you uh, ultimately become a better player. If you, if, you know, if you're a competitor in the least bit, you know, eventually you want to be better than that older guy that's kicking your butt every day. You know, you want to figure out what you got to do uh, to get on top. And uh, I think Aiden, since he's gotten here, is, you know, he's, he's kind of been in, it's been a little bit of a rude awakening, you know, uh, you know, in high school and even in AAU to some extent, he's always been the bigger, stronger, faster guy. And now when you get to this level, uh, it's much different. You know, everybody's got a couple guys that look like you. So I think wrestling with Steve uh, has been really good in practice every day. Uh, it's opened his eyes to how much he didn't really know about the game of basketball. And he's fine-tuning his game and learning a lot, getting a lot better because of it. And uh, I think that from the day he's, he got here till now, uh, he's grown quite a bit. And another question that I have as well, um, even though Malik is out, he was named a team captain. Could you talk about how he's developed his leadership over the last year or two? Yeah, um, you know, Malik has always had a great voice, you know, from the day we got here uh, last year, our first workout, you know, just his IQ, is his feel, his intellect for the game is very apparent. And uh, when he's loud and energetic and, you know, you can hear his voice throughout the gym, you know, it's a good thing for us. It's a good thing for our team because our guys love him. Uh, everybody values what he brings to the table. And, you know, what you can rely on from the league is to work hard every day and, and to be a great teammate, to be selfless, um, to be a guy that's all about winning and doing the right thing, which is, you know, basically why all of his teammates uh, decided that he, he should be a captain pretty much unanimously. So uh, we miss his presence on the court and, you know, but he's doing a great job in rehab uh, with our trainer, Fred, and we're expecting him back sooner than later. Gotcha. So we're, we're year two at the University of Louisville. Uh, tell me some of the differences you've seen with um, as far as just the, the practices and some of the guys here in, in you all second year now um, kind of, you know, establishing the culture. Yeah, um, well, it's, it's kind of – unusual a little bit you know this year because uh last year we didn't have any freshmen and uh you know got a little spoiled by that you know not having to deal with the young guys and hold their hand and, and teach them every little thing but um you know this year obviously you know, it's uh, <laughs> just the opposite situation you know we got six freshmen um all of these guys were the best player you know on their team in, in their town you know most of them, some of them, even even in their region, and now they're having to, you know, really relearn the game of basketball and, and what it what it takes to be successful at this level. And uh, thankfully, uh, after vetting these guys throughout the recruitment process, we already knew we were getting a bunch of hardworking kids that wanted to be coached, they wanted to get better, and they wanted to win. So um, I wouldn't say it's been a seamless process by any stretch, but that's not what you. Uh, anticipate anyway with so many new guys. In fact, with the six freshmen that you have, Fresh Kimball, uh, we got seven newcomers. You know, I know we got some guys back, but seven newcomers is a lot of guys so all, over half our roster. So uh, we've had to do a lot of teaching. Uh, guys are learning a lot. 
Uh, you know, a lot of the little things that really didn't matter to these young guys when they were out on the age circuit uh, matters, you know, now at this level. And they're having to, uh, you know, appreciate that and value that a lot more on a daily basis. And so I think overall guys are really working hard trying to do what they're asked to do on a daily basis. And you spoke of the seven newcomers. Um, kind of fill us in on your thoughts on Fresh Kimball so far and how he's um, done with the transition coming from uh, the 810 St. Joe's to Louisville. Yeah, I think Fresh has done a really good job. All of our guys have worked their tail off. We're fortunate enough to get all but two of our guys out for the first summer session, uh, which afforded them an opportunity to spend that much more time with our strength and conditioning coach, Andy Kettler, who does a phenomenal job of getting those guys in great shape and trimming body fat. Uh, developing their, you know, overall bodies, you know, upper body, lower body, the whole nine, and uh, you know, no, nobody does it better than Coach Keller, man. He, he is, uh, he's like the ultimate warrior in the weight room. He, he makes those guys bring it every day, and I think Fresh really, uh, more than anybody else, in fact, really, really benefited from that. Uh, he came in to summer school a little heavier uh, than I'm sure he would have liked, even, and. Uh, you know, he was also coming off an injury. So I think uh, now at this point in the season, he's starting to really get his legs underneath him and it's starting to show in practice every day. He's been doing much, much better. And could you also talk about, out of all the incoming freshmen, um, who's the sleeper out of this group? Everybody seems to talk about Sam Williamson, but um, we want to know who else we could look forward to, getting a lot of playing time or get, get unexpected play from. Yeah, well, you know, it's kind of hard to say uh, who's going to deliver in, in terms of playing time right now. But I, I will say that one of the guys that doesn't get talked about a, a lot is uh, probably Jalen Withers, kid from North Carolina. Um, you know, Jalen's about 6'8", and uh, over the last few weeks, he, he's really started to to give us a, a pretty good feel for what type of player he can be, you know. And... Uh, I think he's just a lively body, really active kid, really athletic, you know, does some things that you just can't teach. You know, his length, his athleticism, uh, you know, he does some things that kind of wow you at times. You know, he's got a lot to learn. He's got a long way to go. Uh, but I think he's working hard and moving in the right direction. Uh, Quinn Slazinski's another kid that comes to mind. You know, very, very under-recruited, coming out of high school, wasn't ranked in the top 100, but a really cerebral player, uh, knows how to play great teammate does a little bit of everything so you know i don't know if it'll be this year or or next year but i i i really envision both of those guys uh you know leaving their mark on the louisville basketball program over the next few years here gotcha at, at times last year throughout the season it, it kind of seemed i guess due to a lack of depth that... i'm sorry i'm sorry you're breaking up on me a little bit can you hear me you hear me Okay, I think I got you now, yep. I was saying at times last season it, it appeared like a lack of depth and that the guys, um, you know, kind of hit a wall at some point in the, in the season uh, physically. So it's, it may have kind of, uh, you know, changed the way Coach wanted to play at times. Do you see now with the added uh, uh, athleticism and, and depth to the team now that you all being able to play a little different this year at times? Well, we hope so. Uh, you know, right now we're a little beat up as well, so we're not as deep as we, as we are on paper. Uh, but I think that once we get David back and we get uh, Malik back and, you know, we're, we're full tilt with 13 uh, able-bodied scholarship guys, I, I think that uh, as a coaching staff we'll start to get a much better feel for how 
um, versatile our, our lineups can be and, and the different things that we can do, the different approaches we can take defensively and offensively, you know, tinker with our lineups a little bit, go big, go small. But uh, on paper, we, we've definitely, as a coaching staff, uh, you know, have thought a lot about some of the things that we could do. You know, last year we weren't really able to play Malik and Steve very much together at all because of the lack of depth that we had inside. I think we will we'll do a lot more of that this year. Uh, you know, we'll have some lineups where – that's what I like you know, to hear. Sutton, I was gonna say Dwayne Sutton and you know Sam Williamson will be like the two, and you'll have combinations of Dwayne, Jordan, Sam, and you know some of our bigger forwards out there all at once. So we can do a lot of different things this year, which is really exciting for us as a staff. Yeah. What's up, coach? This is the real matter, BBN. And uh, first thing I want to say is, uh, welcome to louisville kentucky the city not the school so uh you know we we appreciate you hearing uh and from the sound of your voice it kind of sounds like you're very confident of your team which is something i don't like being a kentucky fan once again but i actually got two questions the first one is what was your first thought when chris mack actually came to you about the louisville job with everything that went on in the past mm-hmm Okay. Um, well, I'll answer that one first. Um, you know, honestly, I didn't give a whole lot of thought to it. Initially, you know, when Coach told me about the job and uh, he immediately, you know, assured me thereafter um, that he wasn't, you know, as concerned about, you know, all of the other stuff that was going on in the media. Um, you know, I, I know Chris Mack and I know he runs a great program. And, um, you know, through his conversations with, with, uh, with Vance, our AD, you know, I felt pretty strongly that the that, that things would kind of work themselves out, you know, and Louisville being the prestigious, um, you know, just just tremendous program with all of the history that it's had over the years. You know, I remember 1986, you know, those guys won the national championship. I was eight years old, already watching that game and familiar with the Louisville program. So, you know, just to, to hear my name mentioned, uh, you know, and have an opportunity to coach as such a prestigious program was overwhelming for me and something that, you know, I, I didn't even want to think twice about, you know, even in the midst of everything that was going on. And again, you know, I think our, our AD and Coach Mack and everybody involved, um, you know, to this point has done a great job of handling that. And, you know, we feel really strong about our program going forward, obviously not having anything to do with what, what, with, uh, what went on before we got here. That's what's up. You're supposed to make me, hate everything about Louisville, you know, and it's like you're trying to sell me to uh, try to come over on this on this dark side, which I'm not going to do. But my, my second question <laughs> is, uh, what, what was your uh, – tell me, tell us about the transition from being at Xavier and coaching at Xavier and how recruiting was at Xavier and that fan base then to coming to Louisville, who we can kind of say desperately, desperately needed a, a shake-up in uh-huh. – you know, the pressure, you know, basically this year they want y'all back and they want y'all to perform up to the preseason rankings that they have, y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, I, I think that no matter where you are, recruiting is still based on the relationships that you either have or you don't have. And I think being here at Louisville now uh, affords us an opportunity to have uh, even more relationships with more people because Louisville is such a national brand, you know, and – Again, you know, despite all of the allegations and, and the sanctions and whatnot and the probation, like, people still know that Louisville was a tremendous place, uh, tremendous basketball program, fan base. You know, they, 
um, people know Louisville basketball, you know, and, and I think that because there's a new regime in town and, you know, all of that stuff, large and part is in our rearview mirror, you know, people want to be affiliated and associated with our program. And, uh, you know, it's obviously, you know, incumbent upon us as assistant coaches to go out there and identify kids that we feel like can come in and, and impact our program the right, right way and not only be good players on the court, but be good people off the court and pursue their degrees and do all the right things. And uh, I think we, we did a great job of that last year uh, coming in. And uh, this year hasn't been uh, – hasn't gone as smoothly as we would like. But, you know, we were able to – I think we're, we're on the right track. We're, you know, we're in the right houses, in the right schools, talking to the right people. And, um, you know, so it's, it's actually uh, – I think I think it's a, a good time, you know. I really do. I think it's a great time to be a Louisville Cardinal. I think a lot of kids and families understand that as well. And you know, uh, as we go forward here, I think you know our fans will start to see that uh, based on the, the guys that we're able to bring into the program. Coach, uh, you all had Louisville live last week. Went great. Uh, you know, had a great turnout from the fans. Had Jack Harlow. It seemed like that. Uh, is really making an impact on, on the actual pro- program and the culture for the actual program. Talk about how big of an impact that, that is uh, towards recruiting having that event. Yeah, I think Louisville Live has been great. You know, kudos to our administration. Uh, you know, starts with Vince at the top, but also Coach Mack and our people in marketing and Cahill, for now, our director of operations. He does a phenomenal job working hand-to-hand. You know, the city of Louisville as well. Um, you know, that's that's what I love about this place more than anything. You know, I, I remember being at Xavier. And, you know, if you go to the mall, it's, it's hard-pressed to find a Xavier fan in there, or at least somebody that's wearing the colors. You know, you're always competing with the Bengals and the Reds. and You know, UC and, you know, at Louisville, man, everybody gets behind our, our university and our basketball program. And it's great to see the city and the university work hand-to-hand, um, you know, to come together and put on such a great event, you know, an event that's really – taking the rest of the country by storm and, and has challenged a lot of the uh, stereotypes when it comes to how you should run your midnight madness and how creative you can be with it. I think uh, our people have done a great job with that, and it's obviously been uh, really good for us in terms of recruiting. No, I think it's uh, I think it's been dope. Um, and you mentioned um, just, you know, the, the difficulties in recruiting. And I think uh, – I know you can't speak specifically about the 2020 upcoming class, but I just think – um, just some of the difficulties with recruiting is the direct reflection of the incoming class that you all took this past year. I think yeah. that you all took some some guys that they might not be one and done, not all of them. There be could be some possibles in there, but they'll be back. And I think other kids know how good those kids are. Your Josh Nickelberries, we haven't mentioned him and yeah. uh, those players. So um, yeah, yeah, no, that that you're absolutely right. That's great insight. You know, I've had several kids tell me that. You know, now I don't, I don't know if they're coming up with that on their own because they they're doing their own research, or if that's a, a competing school telling them, you know, who we have in the class ahead of them. You know, it's a lot of games being played out there. Uh, but no, I've heard that several times from several kids uh, that they were concerned about the class in front of them. Anytime you bring in six freshmen, you know, the class behind them, depending on who they are, can be a little intimidated by that. But at the end of the day, we want kids who want to come in and compete and don't want anything gifted to them. And so, you know, I always say, man, we'll get the ones that we're supposed to get and we'll make it work. That's right. Um, as far as your, like, responsibilities, do you all, I know as a team, you know, as a coaching staff, um, do, do, are you, like, responsible for any aspect of, you know, day-to-day or, or game prep um, you know, on, the, on the sidelines? 
Uh, well, in practice every day, you know, I spend the majority of my time uh, when we break down working with the big guys um, and, uh, you know, take a lot of pride in that, having played the position. Uh, but I also spend a lot of time, you know, coaching all of our guys. You know, I, I watch tape with not only our big guys, but our guards and wings as well. Uh, on game days, I, I tend to uh, help Coach Gaudio with the defense. He's kind of our defensive coordinator. Luke Murray is more of our offensive coordinator. And, you know, I just kind of play both sides a little bit, but I tend to focus a little more on the defense and help Coach Gaudio out with that. And while at the same time, uh, you know, watching our big guys and how well they're performing and, you know, what we can take advantage of when we're not doing well. And then obviously as an assistant coach, uh, we all take turns scouting our opponents. Uh, normally every third game, you know, uh, you'll have a scout and you're responsible for all of the prep that leads into that. So uh, player development is another huge responsibility for any assistant coach. And like I said, I spent a lot of time working with the big guys, but um, I work with, you know, I think we all as a staff, you know, make sure that we spend time with our guys and we're building not only a, uh, you know, not only building them up as players on the court, but we're building relationships with those guys off the court as well. So which game were you responsible for? You said the first three games, so I, got, so I can have a close eye on that one. <laughs> I'm sorry, say that again. I'm sorry, I couldn't I, hear you. I said, which game will you be responsible for out of the first three as far as the scouting? I'm going to play a coach, close eye on that one. Uh, you know what? I off, off the top of my head, I believe I had the Youngstown State game. All right, I'm going to be watching Youngstown State to see uh, any uh, our adjustments uh, and everything. Okay. <laughs> I got you, Coach. Uh, yep, hopefully we can take care of business in that one. And one thing I have for you, just is just as far as you moving forward, um, career-wise and coaching, kind of what are you, you know, interested in as far as moving forward? Um, you know, I mean, do you see yourself, you uh, go NBA or coaching at another college or you know, on down the line? Yeah, well, you know, personally, I'm not really married to, to doing anything in particular. Uh, first and foremost, I would say I'm really happy where I am. Uh, I've never been that guy that's, you know, constantly trying to jump from job to job. You know. Um, I'm really, you know, again, I was at Xavier for six straight years with Coach Mack, and we had a great experience and probably still be there if he was still there, you know. Uh, but, you know, like him, I didn't want to pass on an opportunity to come to Louisville, so really excited about being here and uh, trying to find a way to, to get to a national championship, to get to, to get the Cardinals back where they belong, you know, in the Final Four. Yeah. To a national championship. And, Legendary. Uh, in my been next thirty five years. years, you know, who knows anything can happen. I could, you know, be another a head coach at another school, or I could be in the NBA, or what have you. But uh, right now, I'm just trying to focus on uh, what's at hand. You know, yes, so, sir. Well, all is well. But to kind of capitalize off of uh, scouting the rivals and thing, you in the Bluegrass State, which is really the home of the only college basketball program in the state, man, Kentucky. Here, so, uh, but, uh, I, I got, I got like, is that is a question? Like, well, I want to know how did you view the Louisville Kentucky rivalry before you started coaching Louisville, and now that you've been here a year and then witness it and experience it. And also, I want to correct you. Like, it's, I think it's more Kentucky fans than Louisville than Louisville fans. Come on, man. Get out of here with all that BS, man. <laughs> You know what? I can't really hear half of it, so that's probably a good, good. thing. Good. Good. Don't worry about repeat. Listen, hold on. I'll repeat it. The good. question wasn't bad. I, I just wanted to know what was your thought process of the Louisville-Kentucky rivalry before you became yeah. the coach at Louisville? Then how do you view the rivalry now that you're a coach at Louisville? Yeah. Well, I can tell you I got a lot more contempt for them guys in blue now that I am a part of the rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, honestly speaking. Um, you know, before I got the job, you know, I, I just saw Louisville, Kentucky as another one of the, you know, really good rivalries in, in, in sports, you know, a lot like Carolina Duke and, you know, Cowboys Redskins. And, you know, uh, I, I obviously had it, you know, way up there in terms of some of the better, one of the better rivalries in all the sports. And uh, now that I'm a part of it, uh, like I said, I take it a lot more personally, uh, especially having, uh, you know, lost the way that we did last year at home and, you know, all of our fans, that being such a huge game for them. And uh, I'll be honest, you guys handled us a little, a little more than I would have liked last year. So uh, I'm excited about having an opportunity, you know, to play you guys again this year. And, and uh, you know, I, I just think it's a great rivalry, a great in-state rivalry. You know, two really good coaches, a lot of good players on both sides, two passionate fan bases, and I'm looking forward to uh, to us getting the better end of that rivalry going forward. Yeah, well, you shouldn't feel, going down. You should you shouldn't feel too bad about not getting the win for the fans. Like I said, they used to it for the past ten damn years. So, you, y'all, well, actually, twenty years since. But uh, we gotta put we gotta put a stop to that. Yeah, I, I hope not. But I honestly won't. I just won't say that the outcomes of the games would not be nothing like them Cincinnati Xavier games. So. You know, it's just yeah. pure basketball. Whoever wins, it's cool, and we'll leave it all on the court. Go Big Blue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> those were some big-time robbery games, too. Those those ages. And one last question. That, but they pale in comparison to Louisville, Kentucky, though. And one last question before we let you go, Coach Pegues. Um We used to have those games going head-to-head with Cincinnati. Is that a game we can look forward to getting added to the schedule in the future? Uh, you know what? That would be a Coach Mack question. Um, I, I, you know, on my end, you know, you know, I feel like, you know, we'll play anybody, and I think the Coach Mack uh, shares those sentiments. Now, maybe a little personal for him because Coach Brandon is a really close friend of his, and I don't know if those guys want to lock horns and, and potentially fracture their friendship off the court or not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know it's a, it was a good rivalry back in the day. Obviously, you know, close in proximity, so. Uh, I definitely wouldn't. Uh, I would. I would think that that's probably in the, you know, in the forecast sometime down the road here. I'm not exactly sure when, though. Yes, sir. Well, Coach uh, Pegues, we 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 greatly appreciate the time. We appreciate you checking in with us. Uh, anything else you want to say out there to Car Nation? Oh man, no. Just just love love Car Nation to death. Thank you guys for all the support. Uh, everything that you do for us, how special you make our guys feel, uh, all of the tweets and all, all of the recruits is, is awesome. And just the love that you guys pour into our program is very much appreciated. And it's a pleasure being a car. So thanks a lot. And I thank you guys for having me on. Appreciate Man. you, Coach. We appreciate you being so gracious with your time. And in, in, in closing, up three, closing seconds, cards up three. Are you? Do we foul or are we play defense? If the cars are up three, yeah, do we foul them and, and put them on the line and play that that scenario out, or do you play defense and see to live with whatever they throw up? Well, I got depends on how much time is left on the clock. We'll say uh, under ten. Under ten, um, I may foul them and put them on the line. See if they can make some free throws, and we'll box them out and get that rebound. Okay, and ride on <laughs> sunset. <laughs> I'm riding with you. We're All right, you, y'all coach. take care. Thanks for having me, guys. Yep, thank you. All right.